Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond, welcome to another episode of Dr. Fix Me. I am your host, Dr. Elias Fix Me, and if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. This show is all about helping people. All I want to do as a, as a, as a human being, as a person on this world, is just to help, help this world out one person, one issue at a time. Which is why I have a doctorate in radio and television broadcasting with a specialization in tabloid talk shows. Because my heroes growing up were the likes of uh, Ricky Lake, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael, uh, Maury Povich, and Jerry Springer. And because they spent their lives, their careers helping out people. Each new episode, they helped out someone new. And I thought, you know, I could do that too. Which is why I have a podcast. And the power of the internet, which gives me access to people all over the world to learn what their issues are and how I may be able to help them. And on today's episode, my producers have connected me with a, oh, looks like we have another doctor on the show. Oh, this is fantastic. I love, I love meeting other doctors to see what, uh, you know, other, other uh, people of the cloth, as, as it were. So without any further ado, uh, let's bring on Dr. Alan Abernathy, professor of interviewology at the University of DeVry. Welcome, Dr. Alan. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fixby. Always, always a pleasure to meet uh, a fellow um, man of the, uh, the DR. Yes, yes. Now, I, I see that you have a... Do, do, do I see a corncob pipe? You do. You do see. This is a, uh, a corncob pipe that I received at a uh, intercon, which is a, uh, a convention of sorts for people who enjoy a good old-fashioned interview. Oh. And uh, this was the corncob pipe that uh, the creator of Popeye himself had in his mouth in his first interview... Uh, at the premiere of the very first Popeye cartoon. And ever since then, it's just brought me nothing but good luck. You're saying that's the very same pipe that the creator of Popeye used? He did indeed. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. so so I see. So it sounds like you're, you're, uh, you love history, and it sounds like you're, you're a fan of uh, maybe tradition. Am I, I hope I'm not being too presumptive. Let me, let me put it to you this way. I'm, I'm in the middle of a... Um, well, we're on a break at the moment. But... Um, I was doing a running series here in uh, the, the city of Atlanta, and it was called uh, Getting Inside the Cage. And it was a study of a very famous interview that was put out last August in the New York Times with Nicolas Cage. Uh -huh. And it was a fascinating, fascinating interview. It's absolutely insane. You should please incorporate the link in the details of your podcast to, so the, your many viewers could read it. I, I must say, it's pure insanity at its finest. And we, we decided to recreate the interview itself on stage here in the oh, theater. wow. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to uh, forward this link to our listeners. Anything to enlighten our listeners, I'm all for. Now, I understand that you're on the show. Are, are you here because you're promoting a book? I understand you have a book written, but... I, I did. I did write a book several years ago um, titled uh, Interviews, Interviews, and More Interviews, The Study of the Interview by oh, Dr. Allen. Okay, and, and this book, uh, what is it about? Well, it's, it's on the cover, sir. It's about interviews. You oh, name okay. an interview, it's in that book. You know the, the Leonard Maltin book? where it's Yes, about every, movies. Uh, movies, it, yes. It's yes. like a catalog of movies. It is movies, a catalog, just... yes. So you're saying that your book of, is not a, it's about, or it's a, a collection of interviews? Indeed it is, my boy. Okay. You just name an interview and it's in there. Oh wow! Okay, I see. So, I, I, and is this regarding uh, like every interview that's ever existed, like late every... night talk show, small banter 
interviews as well. My boy, or... you're, you're thinking too small. This is every interview. How would you like to read an interview between a cave person and a, and a squirrel? Oh my goodness, such an interview took place? <laughs> it, it, it had to, right? <laughs> like, I guess, wow, okay. Uh, well, th th so this goes back to the almost prehistoric times. One, okay. one could surmise that. Wow. Well, I, I've got to get a hold of this book. I mean, I, I usually don't get uh, many plugs from the guests per se, but I, I, I definitely let the listeners know that you need to get uh, Dr. Alan Abernathy's book. The, it's called Interviews, Interviews, and More and Interviews. More Interviews. The Study, the study of, of Interviews. Interviews, yes. Ah. Uh, through Dual Penguin Head House. It's the one with the two penguin heads. Dual Penguin Head House. Yes. Okay, that's your publisher. All that's right. my publisher. Well, I'm, I've, I, I gotta say, I, I'm so uh, honored and flattered to be here with you, Dr. Allen. Now, can I call you Dr. Allen, or do you prefer? You may call me Abernathy. All oh. my friends do, and you, sir, Dr. Fix Me, are a friend. Oh, thank you very much, Abernathy. I feel, I, I feel honored. Now, Abernathy, I understand that there's a specific reason that you've come to this show, that, that you are seeking my help. Well, how can I help you, Abernathy? My dear Fix Me. I, I've come into a bit of a conundrum here. I had a student, a protege. His name is Dan. Okay. Now, what do you suppose a man like Dan is when you hear a name like Dan? Well, I'm certainly not hearing doctor. No. Uh, when, I, when I hear no, protege Dr. Dan... Dan, not this one. <laughs> When I hear protege Dan, I'm thinking, I hear, uh, well, protege implies, I'm thinking youth, uh, talent, someone who had uh, maybe a, a great potential, and that their name You have also... one part right. He did have great potential. Okay. He's so not young. Not... He's 43. Oh. Um, what was the other parts you were listing there? Well, it sounded like the young, talented, uh, yeah, full he's of not potential. Young. He's definitely okay. not talented anymore. Okay. He had potential, but okay. um, can I be frank? Please be frank. Okay. Here's the thing. The interview is very specific. To have a true interview, one has to look at the eyes. The eyes are a gateway to the soul. Mm. Do we agree on this? Oh, I definitely agree. I've heard Thank that you. it's the window to the soul, the gateway to the soul. It's, it's clearly a, a portal into the depths of, of a person. Yes, yes. Now, um, the second part of an interview, what is it? Hmm, the second part of an interview. I feel You're like doing it right now. Your voice. Your oh, voice it, is the it, second part. Like the dialogue. It's the, a back the dialogue, yes, yes. Ah! Talking, as uh, layman would say. Okay. But um, here's where uh, it gets very interesting. You can have these elements together or separate, but a true interview cannot be done in the form of a chat. You mean like an online chat? An online chat, indeed. Oh, okay. So uh, a, a true interview must take place between uh, a conversation, two individuals who are able to uh, look each other physically in the eye. Yes. Okay. In uh, the eye or voice to voice, because phone calls count. Video oh. counts. We are in the middle of a pandemic right now, and of course That's we're right. doing Zoom. I can see your eyes as you can see mine. And this is definitely an interview. It is most definitely an interview. I, I am okay. being interviewed... By you, and I to you. So you're arguing that any conversation that takes place with the clickety-clack of, of, of keys, of people are just typing back and forth, that that's not a true interview? Not at all. It's not true. Oh, I see. Uh, what, would, I guess, what would you... 
uh, describe that then? If it can't be an interview, then what is it? I mean, I've certainly had text exchanges with people, but uh, I, I certainly never considered it an interview. It does seem subpar. I, I grant you that. There's a term that I am pitching um, to the staff at University of DeVry where I work. Glob. Glob. That's glob. Okay, and how, how is that spelled? G. L. A. W. B. E. With an accent. Oh, so the, the E with the accent sounds like it's silent? Because on paper, I would read that as globe. That's your preference. But you said glob. Okay, no, no, I got it. I glob. It I, like... I am battling the... <laughs> I have tenure that I'm, I'm trying to get here, so don't fuck this up. So you are yet to be tenured. Okay, no, no. I'm I, yet I, to be tenured, sir. I understand the anxiety. Interviewology is a new form of study. Mm. I'm, I'm literally the lead form of, of this um, ology. You're, you're pioneering the study, I am pioneering. Like. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Abernathy, I've, I've learned so much about you and your, your passion for um, true discourse, for a volley of conversation, a dialogue that has two parts, at least two parts. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of this, that you, you, you are steadfast in your resolve for understanding what an interview truly is. Now, uh, Dr. Uh, Alan Abernathy, if, if I may be a bit formal now, I want you to know that while we've been talking, my producers have been scrambling the internet, scouring the internet for your protege, Dan. Um, well, actually, first off, you've, you've told me that so much of uh, your disapproval of Dan. Why was he called a protege then? Dan, oh, Dan, he's, he's, a, he's a specific one. He, he came to me the very first time. I was working late. Yes. And... My garbage can was full. Okay. You didn't answer my question when I said, when I hear a name like Dan, what kind of person is Dan? He came into my office that night to collect my garbage. What kind of man would that be? None other than a... Oh, uh, a garbage man? I mean... He does other things, but yes, uh, 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 custodian. If, if a custodian, really. okay, a custodian, a janitor. Oh, yes. I see what you're yes. saying. Okay, yes. so Dan, Dan, the garbage man, the custodian. Okay. Dan, the garbage man is what we in the teachers' lounge at Devry would oh, sometimes say. Um, Dan is so, kind of a sad one. But. So he's known amongst the faculty. This Dan. Oh, yes, indeed. Before I bring him on, I, I do. I'm curious to know why. What he must have done something to impress you for you to have bestowed him with protege. He had this theory. Insane. Oh. He wanted to form the chat to use the words to create shapes of animals and and then to people. It'd be a new form of communication. It'd be called. I can't even say it, but I will. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. He wanted it to call walk. Words and talk combined to create three-dimensional shapes within the messenger. It can't be done, fix me. It can't be done. And so I he was, couldn't. It sounds like he was trying to invent a new type of emoji? He can't even mop a simple coffee stain off the tile. And yet he comes to us with these crackpot theories. Okay, well, oh, like he you... just wanted to, he wanted to learn about talking to people, and I wanted to share that with him. And then okay. he went off, the, he went off the, the, just, he went off the rails. 
Oh, well, I, I want to learn more about this. So without any further ado, let's bring on uh, Dan, the custodian, on to Dr. Fix Me. Welcome, oh. Dan. Oh, no. Oh, hey, Dr. Fix Me. Hi, Dan. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, as you may be aware, we have a uh, former colleague of yours, Dr. Alan Abernathy, professor of interviewology at University of DeVraia. Uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Dr. Abernathy? Hey, what, hey, hey, what's up, Doc A? Dan. How are I've you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. How you doing? Oh, very good. Very good. My, my book uh, just reached number one again. I saw that. I saw that on uh, Facebook. Yeah. I saw it on Facebook. That I messaged you, but I figured you were busy. You didn't message me back. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, Dan, we, could, we have you on the show because it seems to be there's some sort of falling out between uh, you and Dr. Abernathy. And, and if uh, Dr. Alan Abernathy and I have got, become uh, so close now that I'm, I'm, I can, I've been allowed to simply to refer to him as Abernathy. So uh, for the sake of, of clarity and for brevity, I'm just going to refer to him as Abernathy. And likewise, uh, Abernathy, you can refer to me as Fixie. Fix me as you are. I already so have. I approve of that. <laughs> yes, I, I approve of that. That's I, I love the, the sense of uh, uh, just, uh, I don't know, what, what's it called? Uh, congeniality that, that we have here. Everything seems so impersonal, and I like that. Mm. So, uh, Dan... You guys call uh, me Dan. Oh, thank you, Dan. I appreciate that, Dan. Now, Dan... I want to take a moment to address you. Uh, can you describe to me your relationship with Abernathy? Because uh, he, 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 when he first described you, he told me that you were his protege. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty close relationship. Okay. Um, you know, I thought it was going to go a lot farther, but... Farther? In what way? Just more intimate, you know? Oh, I see. So it sounds like there were some expectations you had and, and, and they weren't met or, or hopes or desires. Yeah, I, you know, I just wanted to be more like his partner. I was trying to come up with these great ideas. And, you know, I caught him one night. I was where I didn't know he was working late. And I was pulling a double. And I'm, you know, when I work, when I clean at night, I just I just smoke weed and clean the building, you know. Okay. There's no one there. So he does have good bit. weed. He does have it's good weed. It's not, yeah. No. Um, and, uh, you know, I went to his office that one night and I was like, I have a really good idea. And I explained to him, you do interviews over messenger and there's so much more we could probably do with messenger, like, you know, creating a whole three dimensional, a whole new like universe inside. Um, and he, just, he, he you know, it, we kind of just, after that, um, it kind of, it kind of just thinned out, you know, we weren't talking as much. He doesn't, he was at once, once I tried, you know, I text everybody and he just stopped, he just stopped responding to my, he was ignoring me. He, wow. I, he dumped me. Wait, he dumped you. It sounds, it sounds like he just disagreed with your, your idea of how to communicate. And then he, he, he somehow changed He, his behavior changed with you. Well, I figured, I figured I didn't want him to think I was fucking stupid. So I kept mm -hmm. on pressing that whole idea and i actually thought it's still it's, it's a good idea it would make a, tons of money you're referring to the, i don't know how to do it you're referring to the words and talking at the same time this walk yeah he told you told him about walk i did yes i, I so it seems like the walk was a very novel idea, the idea of combining words and talking together Thank you. uh for Thank a new you. form of communication now, now i i Doctor, I didn't know it would offend him. It offended him. So, Abernathy, I want to address you. When how did what happened here? When when he addressed when he, when Dan came to you with this new idea, 
why did you feel so hurt? I mean, isn't a college and being at a university, isn't this a place for new ideas to be tested and, and, and you know, trial and errored to, to see if it works or not? It sounds oh. like you were kind of close-minded, if, if I may be so... I'll, I'll, I'm going to use one of my favorite phrases to segue a conversation in an interview. I'm going to be blunt. Okay. It's one of my favorite segues. I'm going to be blunt. That's a good segue. Feel free to be blunt. I will. Bl- and blunt please. away. <laughs> so, look, I will be blunt. This idea, it existed before you, Dan. And that's what troubles me. This idea came about in 1986 when I was a student. I pitched it. This what? idea, what, what idea are you talking about? The, the walk? walk. That, that was your idea first? It was, it was a theory. It wasn't an idea. No Do one, you have proof? Yes, I have proof. I, have, I keep notes, thank God. Yeah, I'd like to see them. Can I come over? No, you can't come over. I don't want you near me right now, Dan. Here, here's the thing. Before we go any further, I gotta know, how long ago did this take place? When did this split happen? How, how old is this wound, Abernathy? Two days. Two days? Two days. This happened 48 hours ago? He yes. proposed you this idea and you, and you shunned him out of your life two days ago? Yeah. Oh, goodness. He hasn't messaged me for two days. It's a bunch wow. of, you know what? And I don't, I usually don't talk like this. It's a bunch of horseshit. Wow. And and I imagine being uh, being so uh, educated or in this field of uh, of enlightenment of understanding uh, <laughs> uh, I get the the art and nuances of of interviewing, hearing that this is horseshit, Abernathy, that must be painful to hear. It is painful to hear. Fix me because nobody says horseshit in interviews. It is a vile word and a word that is not spoken in interviews. You can say any kind of curse word you want, but horseshit is the Macbeth of interviews. Oh. Horse pocky? Now, horse pocky is allowed. Okay. It's horse pocky. I'm going to take back horse shit because you shouldn't uh, say you just, shit. The fact interview. that you said it again, Dan, this is the problem. I see. So horse pocky is the Scottish play to Macbeth. I understand. Yes. Thank you for the All quotes. Right. Yes, of course. Uh, now, uh, goodness gracious, we are in the weeds here, and I, I feel like, uh, you, I, I mean, I'm worried that this might be just be a, a simple uh, splitting hair situation where you just had, a, I feel like this, that you're making a mountain out of molehills, and I, I encourage you, uh, especially you, Abernathy, to take a moment to pause, take a puff of your corn p- cob pipe from that was made from the creator of Popeye, or at least owned by him. Take this moment to relax while we uh, pause and hear a word from our sponsor. Now, as you know, this is show business after all. And the business part of this show is hearing a live read of, uh, of our local sponsor. Uh, and today, it looks like my producers have connected me with, looks like we have Gavin Gilcrest's Gen Z Super USA social media rock star. Welcome to Dr. Fix Me. Hey, it's great to be here. Ah, Gavin Gilchrist, Gavin Gilchrist, Gen Z Super Social Media USA rock star. I get my own name wrong sometimes. Don't worry about it. Um, been in marketing, going to tell you that. Been in marketing for about 20, 25 years. Recently laid off recently laid off due to the economic crisis, recently laid off, but I'm a smart guy and I know where all the influencers are going. They're going to social media and I'm here to help you get on social media. Dan, you're a custodian, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and you've got your own theories on how you're gonna make walk a thing, right? Every day. Well, let me give you a little bit of free advice. Hashtag walk. Whoa, 
That's right. Gavin Gilchrist, Gen Z Super USA social media rock star, is here to help you grow your brand digitally, unlike my wife who left me really. Oh, man. She left yeah. you really what? She left you really... She left me in real life, not digitally. Oh, I see. I for my For my 21-year-old boss who came in acting like he knew everything. <laughs> I'll show him, though. I'll show him. I'm a Gen Z Super USA social media rock star. <laughs> I'll make a vine, you son of a bitch. Well, Gavin, this is uh, amazing news. You were able to uh, help Dan here, I guess, uh, proliferate his, uh, his idea of, of how to promote walk just by simply using a hashtag. That's right. That's right. And I want to help our friend, Mr. Dr. Uh, Dr. DeVry over here. I want him to get famous too, being an influencer. How about, how about hashtag interview in person? You like that? You like that? You and know Matthew, what? Would you would you like to be a social media influencer? How do you feel about uh, using social media to get your ideas across? This is huge. You could have interviews on social media. Yeah, and you could make them look like words, just like he's suggesting. <laughs> oh my lord! Look, the numbers don't exist. It can't be done. I tried it myself in 1986 at the you University of You know what I tried myself? You know what I tried for myself? A successful marriage and a career. <laughs> Didn't work out for me. Sometimes we've got to pivot. <laughs> Gavin, I love your cheery disposition. I love your, your go get them attitude. I'm definitely uh, not in therapy three times a week. He most okay. definitely is. It's Abernathy, I can see obvious. that you are Abernathy, I can tell that you are frustrated. You're 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 gripping your corn cob pipe. Uh, you're white knuckling it right now. Uh, tell me what's what's going through you right now. You said something about uh, you did something in 1986. What was that? It was when I was a student. And I came up with this idea and I pitched it to my professor and he laughed at me and I told him, "I'll show you. I have the num I have the notes and I can I I know I can make words dimensional. I know I can And you know what? I gave up after that. I just focused on interviews themselves, people versus people. And then mm. a common janitor comes along with the theory of dimensional words. He is a commoner. How does a commoner come up with this idea? Only genius exists in genius, not in common. Okay, now calm down, Abernathy. I can see you're, you're, you're worked up here, okay? You're yeah. awfully worked up. It's okay. Feel free. If you have a, t a tissue, please uh, feel free to. to I don't have a, a tissue. Time. I have my notes. I'll just use those because use they're okay. fucking now, worthless. I think Abernathy. I don't think this is your fault at all. I don't think this is uh, you know uh, anyone is to blame here. But when you came up with this idea of of words and and, and talking and, and making them three dimensional, maybe it was just uh, the wrong time. Maybe in 1986 the technology wasn't advanced enough for you to uh, execute this idea well enough. But then time arises and along comes Dan. Who's probably more uh, aware of uh, the, the the usefulness of, of social media and uh, sees that uh, messaging people are using uh, Messenger an awful lot. It's very popular, and that's you know he has the same idea you had years ago, but now it sounds like he has the tools to actually make it manifest. And if I if I may be so bold, Abernathy, I think maybe you're experiencing a little bit of jealousy. Wow, I'm a I'm a genius custodian. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. That's right. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. Gavin Gilchrist, I don't think we could have come to this conclusion if it wasn't for your sponsorship here. This is fantastic. You've you've made such such a such a uh, an impact. It's on your fault, Dan. It's your fault. Wait, what? It's always going to be your fault, Dan. Uh, I will I not feel... let you win. 
not win, Dan. You will not win. You will not create walk. Not, not until I die first. Those animals are going to exist and they're going to be made of numbers. Uh, if you want them to die first. first, you could start a hashtag kill Dr. Abernathy campaign. <laughs> oh, goodness. Have you ever done that before, Gavin? Have you ever uh, done a, uh, a hashtag kill? At oh, so sure. So? Yeah, I've killed several. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something in, we do in, in real media. life. Or are you talking about, uh, killed someone on, on social media? You're never going to find his body. Okay. You know what? I feel like I may this before this show gets any more off the rails. I want to bring in our final guest now. Now, uh, Abernathy. Yeah. I, I want you to know that while we've been talking, I've had someone, a secret guest listening in on this whole time. Uh, what? Uh, this is, yes. Yeah, so I, I have an, an expert here who's going to offer some advice, probably better than what I could offer. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome our expert. looks like we have a, uh, is this correct? Am I, it looks like we have another doctor. Oh, fantastic. We have a doctor, D.M. Domato. Am I saying that right? It's Domato, but we'll let it fly for right now. Dr. D.M. Domato. Thank you, Mr. Domato. Yes. Or Dr. Domato. Dr. Domato. Ex-Dr. Domato. Ex-Dr. Domato. Ex-Doctor? What makes you an ex-Doctor, D.M. Domato? Well, it's a very tragic story, and it's honestly why I think I'm an expert here. Oh, please, yes. Before we get to your advice, what is your expertise in? I am a doctor expert in linguistics, and I was just browsing through cooking up some really nice tilapia for lunch when I heard the word glob, and I heard how it was spelled with an E accent at the end. Yes. And then I heard glabe, which would make sense unless it was an accent grab, would be glabe. And I was really intrigued, so I really wanted to figure more out about it. So I stuck with the rest of the podcast and boy, it did not disappoint. Um, but that's not what hooked me because I would actually call it a, really a glabe with a circumflex. But um, circumflex. what really got to me was Dr. If I may call you Abernathy. You may I not. Believe, as, you may call me Dr. Well, Dr. Aber, Aber? Abernathy, I think it's pronounced. Dr. Abernathy, um, you know, when he told his story, I was like, wow, this was me five years ago. Because back then when I was studying at the University of Syracuse, doing my doctor expertise, a fine looking gentleman came in and really stole my heart as he took out my trash. But then two years into our partnership of me teaching him linguistics, he discovered the diphthong and everyone gave him credit for it. And, but no one realized that I had come up with the diphthong 10 years ago. And it really hurt. Wow, so you have and personal it, experience in this. This is basically my story just five years ago. Wow, wow. okay. Yeah, well, and I'm here, as, ahead, I, guess, I guess like a, a message of warning because the reason I am an ex-doctor was because I made, went full out war on my trash boy, Der, Derwin, and I went full out on, on Derwin and the academic linguistic community rejected me at the end. They were like, how can you be so abusive to your protege? And it wasn't until two years after they kicked me out that I saw him having a very successful dinner with a bunch of academics over at Chama's restaurant. And I realized that his success really was my success. And if I hadn't gone all out, I'd be at that dinner too. Not only with my colleagues, but with the love of my life. And so I guess 
Dr. Abernate, what I want to tell you is this is all bullshit. And what you really want to do is you should run over to Dan right now and give him the biggest hug of your life. Because what this really is about is love. Wow. That, That's what I had to say. That's beautiful. Ex-Dr. DM D'Amato, uh, uh, it sounds like you're a cautionary tale. You went through th this exact same thing, and it sounds like you're, uh, you, you enacted a retribution or a revenge on your young protege, this trash boy, Derwin, and it, it ruined you. And it sounds yeah. like you realize that that this person's success, like the what's the phrase, like all a t uh, all boats rise in a high tide type of situation, where where uh, his success was your success, Doctor or Abernathy, uh, what do you think of this situation? What do you think of uh, ex Doctor DM D'Amato's advice? You seem very stoic right now. Okay. I would like to applaud this entire podcast for pulling off one of the greatest. Seventh inning stretch moves in an interview, bringing in the cautionary tale guest. A classic move performed on Moray Povich in the mid-90s. There was a very huge peak of it in 96. You can look it up in my book. This will not work. I've invented this tactic. I've studied it. Okay. And here... This, I just, you know, this isn't a tactic. This is, we're just trying to help. <laughs> Please, we're doing an interview. Son of a bitch, he's on to us. <laughs> Can't believe he caught it. <laughs> caught it? Caught what? I, I, I feel out of the loop here. What, what's going on? This is an interview. Fix me, didn't you know? Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, I, I had you on the show to understand what, uh, you, to learn, uh, I guess, your, your, um, uh, understanding of interviewology and also to, to de debate uh, what was the best way to interview. And I wanted to, to, just to show tell you. Him, just tell him. Just let him know. Oh, I'm going to tell him, just gentlemen. Tell him. This has been a whole ruse. You're actually on my podcast called Interviews, what? Interviews, <laughs> the podcast. I, I'm the guest on your podcast? It is indeed. Uh, aren't you I surprised? thought it was the host of my own. Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, wow. You really have turned the tables on me. Uh, so what, what was your goal here, Abernathy? With, what were you trying to do with me? I wanted to see if you had the chops to be a true podcast interviewer. Wait, you're saying that you were all in this? Dan, you were in on this? Oh, yeah. Gavin, Gilchrist, Gen Z, Super USA, social media rock star, you were in on this? Where do you think you got the idea to podcast on a podcast? Oh, wow. Don't tell me it's true. Ex-Dr. DM D'Amato, don't tell me you're a part of this, too. Uh, nope. I'm still just in my kitchen and just listening to the podcast and called in. Uh, <laughs> oh. yep. No, Doc, oh, I don't know good. Dr. D'Amato at all, but he sounds like a fascinating character. It was a great story, too, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very happened, sorry that happened. There's, there's still someone out there for you. There will always be. Have you tried online dating? Nope, but I think I might have to start. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot here. I mean, I feel like uh, I've learned that even though that people have differences in, in interview um, tactics or what constitutes an interview, doesn't mean that the relationship has to be rendered uh, asunder, doesn't have to be torn apart completely, that there still can be a common ground between you and your fellow man, especially if they, if they do your, if they, if they handle your trash. Uh, that's that's uh, that's what I feel like I've learned. Uh, Abernathy, am I, am I missing something here? Uh, you you, you kind of read too far into it. It was just really to see if you were capable of doing an interview, and you were pretty much capable of doing it. Oh. So, so I'm just going to drop this down in my book, and it'll be in the, the 23rd version 
by Christmas. Badass. I'm going to be in your book? Yeah. Oh, Everyone's wow. in my book. Dr. D'Amato, oh, okay. you'll be in my book as well. Wow. Oh, praise be the Lord. This is fantastic. I, I've never been in a book before. Uh, now, Abernathy, so I guess since, since you were the one who, who pulled this ruse over me, what, uh, I guess, how was this interview? How did I do in this interview? Was I good? I mean, you, you can say words and you can end them with a question mark. And then I can answer them. And Dan, you can definitely answer them. Thanks, man. So, so how how did I do it? I don't understand. That didn't answer my question. Did I did I pass? I feel like I I failed somehow. The answer you seek, fix me, is quite simple. The words are your friend, and your friend is the words that you speak. I'm I'm speechless. Hashtag mind blown. Hashtag mind blown indeed. Wow. Well, you know what? I think the the we can, this is the. the uh, a revelatory episode. I'd never, I never thought I would learn more about myself in an interview. Usually it's, it's me helping others, but now I feel like you have all come together and somehow conspired and, and helped me in a way and raised my awareness of how to interview better. Oh, wow. um, doctor fix me but before we yes. go. I just need to, uh, I have to, do, I do this at the end of my podcast. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by SquarePad. If you want to know how to do the internet well enough, just click on SquarePad. And now, back to Interviews, Interviews, the podcast. Wow, okay, even you have to cut for breaks. I understand that. Hey, you know? someone has to pay for this. Yes. Well, I want to thank uh, my, our expert. Uh, thank you very much for, for being on the show. I want to thank our, our sponsor, Gavin Gilcrest. Thank you very much for teaching us the, the, the power of social media. Uh, Dan, the custodian, you are very influential. Who knew, knew that a, a custodian could uh, have such influence on the academics of DeVry University? What the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> just saying thank you for being here and thank you for for uh, uh just wowing us uh and abernathy from one doctor to another you wow uh, you've pulled the wool over my eyes but i i feel like a a better person for it thank you i'm all i'm only one man fix me i'm only one man well i guess with that i gotta say i have been fixed this has been dr fix me today's episode is performed by aaron shore Nick Demos, Wes Davis, and Lou Garcia. Dr. Fix Me theme song performed by Allison Miller. Enjoy the show? Let us know at drfixmeshow at gmail.com. And while you're at it, rate and review Dr. Fix Me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio entertainment. Editing, production, direction, and Dr. Fix Me performed by yours truly, Michael Kim Lewis. Thank you for listening. You know what I tried for myself? A successful marriage and a career. Ha, didn't work out for me. Sometimes we've got to pivot. Ha ha.